That was Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. You're listening to Chin FM here on 106.9. Myself and Kim are joined in the studio with our final interview of the week. It's been an absolutely wonderful week, bringing you all uh, some lecturers to talk a little bit about their subjects and hopefully put a few new students' minds at ease about what to expect in their upcoming studies. So we are joined in the studio now by Dr. Pierre Munz. I apologise if I've said that wrong. Um, So Dr. Munz uh, is an associate professor in the School of Science and Technology, whose teaching areas include human metabolism, exercise physiology, the human muscular system, and fluorescence spectroscopy, and his research areas include understanding the molecular basis and the dynamics of protein interaction. His current research focuses on the on the motility of non-muscle cells, particularly in the signaling pathway linking the membrane receptors to the cytoskeleton and the role of this pathway in human cancer, which all sounds remarkably fascinating. I'm very much <laughs> looking forward to this. Um, Dr. Munns, thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. Uh, so the, you are a unit coordinator of HHSC 112 um, for students that might be studying this either this trimester or the next trimester as first years. What exactly does this unit teach? What will they pick up from this unit? All right, they will pick up. Uh, so it's a human biology uh, unit. So we're looking at anatomy and physiology of um, body systems. So in the 111, which will be the first trimester unit in which I teach as well, uh, they will have the foundations uh, like body chemistry and then look at certain uh, some of the systems of the, of the human body. And we'll continue that in the second trimester uh, with the musculoskeletal system. Um, no, I've <laughs> forgotten the, the, word, the, the rest. But yeah, so we'll cover all of this. So there will be development and aging and uh, reproductive system uh, in that in that second second trimester. That's awesome. So would I be correct in saying that students who are going into, a, say, a physiology or an anatomical degree or going into an, a degree that works with these particular concepts will learn a lot about the foundations and skills in uh, of this field in these two subjects? Oh, yes. So they will learn the basic, the basic functioning of the human body and all, all these systems actually integrates uh, with each other to actually make us live uh, our everyday life. Fascinating. Cool. Um, so what's a good thing about your job? A uh, good thing is, look, uh, seeing the students relearning this, the, the, the topics and really doing well in the units. So it's really rewarding to see student passing the units with really good grades. Oh, that's awesome. It's certainly better than the alternative, that's for sure. <laughs> so I guess um, not to be too much of a negative, Nancy, but um, on the flip side, what do you think the worst thing about your job would be? Well, that's when I have to mark exams and <laughs> realise that <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately some, well. some students haven't uh, put the efforts to actually learn uh, some of the... Yeah. Um, the topics and, yeah, of and fail the units, unfortunately, and ha- it happens, unfortunately, and that's quite depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it would be. It would be as a as a as a lecturer. Well, I guess the question would be: Is what is one thing that they can do to try and maybe improve or get a better grade? Well, the first thing, easy things to do is to actually come to the lectures. Uh, well, that there's, would be there's, some, there's some, uh, two years ago I did, uh, I took the roles and uh, plotted you know, the, the attendance versus mm-hmm. the final mark of the units. And there was a, a, a positive correlation between the I two. See. So that means the more you attend the unit and participate in the, in the lectures or download the, um, the video if you are an external student, uh, the better chance you have to actually pass the unit and, and learn uh, material although you still have to study and I think that's the other things you really need to it's a different language so the body uh, the the human body has its own terminology and if you don't know that terminology uh, you don't understand the language and it becomes really hard I Um, guess um, 
Yeah, I guess uh, that it's not exactly surprising to hear that there is a positive correlation between <laughs> attendance and success. That's um, yeah, certainly a tip. We, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a tip we've been given by a few lecturers now. Uh, turn up to class. Uh, if you're an on-campus student, don't fall into that very dangerous practice of thinking, oh, I'll just miss one lecture. It's okay. I can watch it again. It's dangerous, it's deceptively easy to fall into, and it will lead to panic as the trimester comes to an end and you realise you've got three lectures to watch in the space of about three hours. So try and avoid that if you possibly can. So um, I guess moving on to a little bit of a misnomer, what's something that everybody tends to think about physiology and what you teach specifically that is completely wrong? That it's a hard topic. Okay. <laughs> it's actually not that hard. If you, The problem is, again, it's, it's more related to the language that we use. So if you don't know the terminology, it becomes really hard because we're talking Chinese, if you want. Yes, uh, of course. Rather than English. So really, the tip would be to, to learn the language, to try to, to, to really know the, term, the terminology of the, of the subject. And then the rest is, is probably quite easy. Okay. At least I've, I found it easy. But <laughs> so there you go. It's, um, so there you go for students that may be going into these units in T1 and T2 of this year. Um, it's something that might seem scary and unknown for yeah. now, but you will pick it up as you go along, which is fantastic. That's what we like to hear. Um, so what's one thing you wish you knew before you started out at university? Um, as a student or as a teacher? As an undergrad, yeah. yeah. As an undergrad? Um, actually, not much. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite happy with the choices I've made so far, and it has led me to very interesting places. So, yeah, I don't know whether I would need to know anything else that I... I knew when I was an undergrad student. Okay, fair so enough. So yeah, just make when when the opportunity arrives, take the chance, and that's really basically what I think I did. Every time there was an opportunity, I jumped in, and and this is where I am now. Carpe diem, <laughs> as it were. So um, I guess just to, before we sort of circle back around to again your undergrad days, um, let's talk about your research for a moment because we spoke um just before we introduced you about the extensive research mm -hmm. that you have done throughout your career, and again it all sounded just incredibly fascinating and interesting what um so what exactly was your phd in and what what drew you to that particular area of research all right so my phd was actually a quite different oh, okay. area uh, i my my path was very um unpredictable because i started as a bachelor of physical and exercise science and then move on to research in biomedical science and i did my phd in muscle physiology Okay. So I looked at a, um, a disease called Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Yes. Uh, there's the disease, the person who are affected by this disease, it's a, it's a, um, a genetic, genetically transmitted disease. So the person affected by that disease has a mutation in a gene that prevents the expression of a protein called dystrophin. Now, this protein is important in the muscles in the, in the way that it actually uh, makes the muscle more um, resistant to stress. So when you are doing physical activities, you are stressing the membrane, and when the protein is absent, it actually um, weakens the membrane and allow the, and make m the muscle damage uh, more prominent in those people. Wow. So what happens then is that the muscle fibers regenerate, but you have a limited capacity for regeneration, and so progressively the muscle is replaced by uh, fibrous connective tissues, which is like a scar tissue. And so when the, the muscle becomes uh, has too much scar tissue, it becomes ineffective. And of course, if that happens to your diaphragm or your respiratory muscles, you have problem breathing, and you often uh, die around the age of 20 
years old. Goodness. Wow. I'm 21. <laughs> I'm scared now. So um, I guess given that your current research, like we said, focuses on the motility of non-muscle scale cells and in the signaling pathway linking the membrane receptors uh, to the cytoskeleton and the potential role of this pathway in human cancer, I guess, what? Um, so what drew you to that area of research? What made you think this is something I'd love to go down? Serendipity. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. That's as good uh, as answer as any. Yeah, it's sort of... Uh, I worked in. Uh, I moved from from muscular physiology into biophysics, looking at fluorescence, and then uh, I worked on actin, which is a m- muscle proteins. So it's one of the major contractile proteins, and then from then on, uh, some protein associated to these um, actin uh, molecules. And the one I found was actually involved in cancer. Wow! And so uh, it's a molecule that's really as a crossroad of different signaling pathways. So it's involved in the motility of the cell, so make the cell move, which is of course important in case of metastasis. Uh, it also involves in proliferation of the cells, so the, the division of the cells, which is important in formation of tumors, and um, also important in uh, cell death. So it prevents the cell or it modulates the, um, the cell um, apoptosis, which is really a programmed cell death. Uh, if the cell dies, then the cancer doesn't have the chance to progress. Yeah. So uh, preventing the cell from dying increases the chance of having uh, a tumor um, formation. So <coughs> that so because that was related to actin, I started working on that and on that protein and trying to understand how it actually involves, what are the um, connection it makes in the cells that leads to, for instance, cell motility or um, proliferations or uh, apoptosis. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would explain why um, so much of cancer therapy, whether it be chemo or radiotherapy, tends to focus on trying to kill as many cells as possible mm-hmm. so it you know prevents the yeah. spread as much as you can so would i be correct in saying and if i'm understanding what you're saying right that um there is a fairly um strong link between this particular pathway and human cancer yes so the molecule is actually involved in in those pathways and therefore if you can uh, modulate the activity of that protein you can maybe affect the proliferations or the motility of the cell right. so if you are, if you prevent the cell from moving then the cancer will be localized you just take it out and it would be uh, solved the problem would be solved the big issue is that of course if cells are starting to move away from the primary site then they can metastasize all over the body and that's where we start to have uh, major problems yeah that tends to be uh, yeah. when you get to metastasize cancer <laughs> it's sort of like okay things could be a bit uh, things couldn't be going too well from here on out yeah um, do you have a dream research location well I'd like, it would be nice to do research in Antarctica or yes. in, a, uh, no, in a, you know, a research vessel in the middle of the ocean. That would be great. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't, I yeah, cannot, like I, cannot <laughs> dis- I cannot disagree with that at all. So I guess um, moving on to, I guess, maybe a personal passion. Is there anything you're particularly passionate about at the moment, whether it be your research, someone else's research, or just anything in daily life? Uh, I do have a hobby that really um, oh, entertains yes. me, so it keeps me out of research for sometimes, which <laughs> is good. Uh, you have to have breaks sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, so I do I do marketry, which is a bit nerdy as well, possibly. Yes, <laughs> yes for sure. Uh, so uh, yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing because it's I like I love working with woods and creating new things, and it's actually like making a big jigsaw puzzle, but creating your own pieces and assembling your own pieces to make a final picture. So yeah, certainly, it's um, carpentry. Or especially woodwork in school, it was such a well, it was such an interesting mm-hmm. and, and a 
amazing subject to teach, being able to actually make things with your own hands. Yeah. It certainly provided a nice change from what high school was normally like. And you provided shares from research as well. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I guess I'm just while we're on the subject of your research, yeah. um, given that, again, I just I find that generally fascinating from a personal level. Um, is there anywhere where we can, do you have any sort of academic or professional social media presence where we can follow this particular type of research? Yeah, I'm not very good at social media. <laughs> no, that's fine, that's okay. So, yeah, um, no, I don't really have any social presence very much uh, on social media. Um, I have a Facebook page, but I usually limit that to my close friends and family of because course. it gives me, a, it allows me to keep in touch with yeah. uh, my family back in Belgium. So, yeah, so I don't have much, um, I'm not very good. No, that's fine. A personal, uh, a, per, a separation between personal and professional mm. life is always a good thing. So that's certainly not something we can fault you for at all. So, so um, I guess uh, moving back around to I guess students uh, who will be you know studying under you over the next year and in future years, do you have any particular I guess uh, major tip for them to I guess um, not necessarily get a better grade, but what's something they can do that will allow them to retain and I guess pick up the skills that will be taught in these units? Uh, it will depend a little bit on the students, I guess. I. Um we're trying to think about different ways that students can actually learn mm. and one person is different from another so for instance i'm more a tactile person so i have to do things i have to write down and make resume and then study those resumes some other people will have diagrams that will study they will study more with so you have to i think you have to find a way you which is suitable for you to study and to retain information it's really important to learn to actually retain information, not just five minutes, but several weeks after you should be able to give, um, write down everything that you've learned three weeks ago. So that's the way you should, you should test yourself. Um, but yeah, it will depend. Some uh, people are visual as well. They will need to have some, some uh, visual information. So it really depends on what sort of learner you are. And so the tips is the better tip is to try to find out uh, there are uh, apps on the webs that allows you to test which type of learner you are and and have a bit of more of information on how best you can actually study and i would i would recommend uh, students to look at that cool and then and then maybe try to apply some of these principles to their own study also probably not have your phone next to you <laughs> yes absolutely like that. so <laughs> avoid any distractions if possible yeah, for sure uh, so that you can really concentrate on what you uh, what you're learning cool do you have a favorite song at the moment? Uh, it's a French song. <laughs> <laughs> so Nothing wrong with that. It's called uh, Ne Me Quitte Pas. It's, from a, uh, it's actually from a singer from 1960s. Um, and it's called a Belgian singer called Jacques Brel, which oh, yes. is really a fantastic. Uh, I haven't listened to any better singer than him. I'm probably uh, a bit biased there. <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> But it's really an emotional song, and uh, I, I really enjoyed looking at listening to his songs. Yeah. The best music is music that evokes a feeling in people. Mm. Absolutely. So um, just on the subject of music, do you have anything that you're listening to at the moment, whether it be, say, music or a podcast that you have in your own mind? Uh, I'm, I've... I've been listening to various type of music, mostly from the 70s and using uh, internet radio. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my sort of source of music when, I'm, uh, when I don't have anything to do or when I just want to listen to some music, I would, I would turn on the internet radio and, and listen to 
70s or 60s or 80s or something like that, depending on my mood. Oh, that's <laughs> understandable. I get you there. Um, if you had the chance to travel to Mars, would you? Um, if it was shorter and if you had a, a return ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. That's what a lot of people have said. They <laughs> could come back uh, or yeah. no? <laughs> if they could go only if they could come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite time of day? I like the sunset and sunrise um, because it's, uh, I like the, the atmosphere. It's usually uh, peaceful and um, it's also never too hot. <laughs> yes, and especially here in Armadale for sure. Yeah. So yeah, in the middle of the day, it's too hot for me. So I get you 100%. So I guess um, the last question we have before we um, let you go, it would be just a bit of reassurance for students that are studying or starting this particular degree this year and who will be studying these two units um, under yourself in T1 and T2. Just to reassure them a little bit, I assume it would be fair to say that if they have any concerns or questions about the content, if they may be struggling a little bit, um, are they able to contact you? Well, they can they can always pass pass by my office. I'm always if I'm if I'm there, I'm happy to answer all questions. Uh, they can call me on the phone six seven seven three three seven four zero or email me uh, post a message on Moodle so that everyone else can actually benefit from the questions. And uh, there's never any wrong questions or stupid questions. Uh, so feel free to just post the questions and we will answer and I will certainly answer uh, questions related to my uh, subjects, um, if not the same day, the day after. Uh, so it's reasonably quick. No, awesome. Um, and well, again, we just want to say a huge thank you, Doctor, for coming in and chatting with us. Um, it's been fascinating. It, um, learning about different ways of um, links to cancer is something that I've been particularly interested in for a while. So that was a nice little uh, that was a nice little um, thing for me to hear. And again, for all of our students that are starting, we hope that this has put your minds at ease. We hope that you feel a little bit more comfortable and excited about studying these units. That's what we're after. And your lecturers, including Dr. Manz, are always approachable. So if you have a question, please do not hesitate to ask. We want you to get the best grade that you can. So again, from all of us here at FM, a huge thank you to you for coming in. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. It was our pleasure. And uh, a huge thank you to all of our lecturers that have come in and spoken with us over this week. A reminder that if you have missed any lecturers' interviews with us over this week, they will all be podcasted and put on our website so you can listen to your lecturer again and again if you so desire. We have been uh, Chin FM. Kim and I will be back next week with uh, more uh, music and announcements throughout the day as always. You're listening to Chin FM on 106.9. This is Brand New Lover by Dead or Alive on the home of Student Powered Radio.